Lisa, you and I are friends. You bet we are. Long time. Many, many, many years. Do you know how many? Do you think it's 10 years? Oh, my gosh. I was thinking it must be 2013. Has it been that long? I think so. So that makes sense. Wasn't because I met you in a coffee shop um, and I brought my daughter. Wasn't she was about 13 and that would be 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And didn't you find, I mean, we became fast friends. There was absolutely no doubt. We had so much in common. There was a recognition there for sure. We had the same, a shared passion Mm -hmm. and, I think friendships are so important, especially after 50, don't you think? I agree. And they get harder and harder to find, not necessarily mm-hmm. maintain, maybe harder to maintain, but definitely hard to find because there was always an, an attrition rate, right? People move, right. it gets harder to stay in touch. Yeah. People get busy, people pass away. I mean, let's call it yeah. what it is. It does happen. Oh, so my mother who's turning a hundred this year has outlived <sighs> all of her friends can and you there's imagine? and there's that yes I, I yes Whew. but I think when I think of friendship just generally I think friends remind us who we are and who we're intended to be and I like that friends tell you the truth that's a true friend I mean you want a friend who kindly you Kindly. <laughs> you have spinach in your teeth, but it's okay. Your lipstick looks great. You know, <laughs> that is not your best color. Right. Or I've seen dress this doesn't would... do your figure any favors. I mean, Let's try this. Yes, it's harsh to hear, but you want to hear that before you walk out with toilet paper on the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> right. Right. So <laughs> we true. know your best friend is going to tell you the truth. It's true. I mean, don't you think they also this I found and you've been married much longer than I have my second marriage. um, But friends have really high standards for your boyfriends and your spouses. And it can break up a relationship. And I've had that happen, too. Oh, my. On both sides, you know. Oh, my. (laughs) Well, I just remember after meeting my husband, whom I've been married to for 22 years, my girlfriends insisted on meeting him right away to check him out. Of course. And, you know, luckily he got their approval with flying colors, but I'm sure they would have looked at me and said, oh, Linda, what are you thinking? And I'm glad. I agree. And I have to tell you, when I first met my husband, my best friend at the time was, his name was George. We lived in West Hollywood and um, he was a gay male and I, he and I did everything together and my dates had to pass by him. I had to get the approval of George. And if when my, <laughs> and I had several dates that both that George and his boyfriend said, Mm-mm, Lisa, and I agreed because they weren't comfortable with my friends, but David, they loved him immediately and he loved them. And I said, okay, this guy's a keeper, right? So you're exactly. right. I it's know. this unselfish. They know us better than we know ourselves. They can basically. see things differently. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that our friends remind us to take care of ourselves because they see, you know, if we look extra tired or we look run down or we're stressed out, friends are going to remind you to, you know, 
put some self-care on your list. Yes, but absolutely. But I do agree, you know, we've friends ebb and flow. We've all struggled with certain friendships. Um, and that's what you and I are going to talk about. They're really important, but I think it's also, we have to tell the truth that some of our friendships we outgrow and some cause us sadness and that's okay. It is okay. And it is okay to recognize that some relationships are here meant to be here for a week, some a year and some a lifetime. And it's okay to let some relationships go when it's time. Yeah. And it's okay to fight for the others. That's right. That's right. And I love this quote. Um, Do you remember Rebecca Wells, who wrote uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood? I, yes, yes. yes. I mean, it's a wonderful book. It must be 20 years old. I don't. Wasn't it a trilogy? It also, I believe she did write a trilogy. I just read her. We're thinking of the same book. Okay. Yeah. 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 So here's her quote. She said, some women pray for their daughters to marry good husbands. I pray that my girls will find girlfriends half as loyal and true as the Yaya's. Oh, I love that. Great. And I agree. I prayed for my daughter to marry a good husband, which she did. But I also prayed that she would have girlfriends and she has really good girlfriends. So important. Good job, mama. Yeah. (laughs) And now, okay, so... There are differences between men's and women's friendships. Okay, let's talk about that. That's interesting. So women's relationships in general are deep because we are willing to risk vulnerability. Right. It's true. And men don't in general. In general. So men's friendships, I love this, are side by side. Generally, they go off to their man caves or they, <laughs> you know, go to car shows or they go to sports. You know, it's that, like this side by like, side. Is that like parallel play when you're a toddler? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, the exception is my husband. Your husband might be too, but my husband goes really deep with his man friends. Mm-hmm. He kisses them on the lips and hugs. You know, he's just doesn't have a problem with that. But most men I've noticed don't go very deep. I would Whereas, have to agree with you. Okay. So now women, when we get together, we go right into talking about our sex lives and our marriage and lots of details and about family dramas. And we're kind of looking, we're kind of talking about our problems out loud Right. Looking to get either validation or maybe some feedback. Um, But we do rely on each other. Well, and women do enjoy talking is another thing more than men do. In general, again, (laughs) there's that. (laughs) But we want to know when when I have a friend, I want to know about my friend. I want to know the little mundane nuances of her day to day, what kind of coffee she drinks and what does she do on Tuesday afternoons? And I want to know all that. And I want her to know that about me. And I think men don't really want to know all that stuff in general. Again, (laughs) that's a really, really good point. Really good point. So I just think, you know, Men and women, our friendships are different for a reason. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of research is being done on friendships and they find that close female friendships are more important for women than they are for men because spending time with girlfriends releases serotonin and oxytocin. Yes. Isn't that Absolutely. great? It's a bonding hormone. It real that yes, yeah, the attachment hormone. Yeah. I mean, I have been known to skip away after literally <laughs> as an adult after spending an afternoon with a newfound friend, you know, or a new refound friend. Those are the best yes. ones. Yes. Yes, we feel high. Mm -hmm. I, absolutely. We get that rush. Mm -hmm. of oxytocin. You know, an article was published uh, in the New York Times that said that women feel they can count on their friends to pull them through no matter what they're struggling with in their lives. So we really are counting on each other for emotional support, for being a shoulder to cry on, for keeping our secrets. You yeah. have to be a good secret keeper. Oh, that is for sure. <sighs> That is a key. And we have to understand each other to know where our boundaries are, what our comfort zones are, all those things develop in time. If we're lucky enough to, you know, really get to know someone to really yeah. have a close friend over the time over yeah. the years. And I think, you know, I was going to ask you how many close, close friends you feel you have, because I can count them on one hand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Less than one hand. And in yeah, fact, yeah, I remember yeah. I remember being taught that as a, as a kid that you'll have many, many acquaintances over your life, but you'll have friendships that you can count on one hand. And I would, I have one very, very close BFF. She's that, your twin. Yes, that is her. <laughs> We've seen her. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Alicia. And then I have a, a couple of other very close best friend category friends who I have to see on a regular basis and keep in touch with. And then, you know, from there it falls into acquaintances and, and yeah. people that are important, but yeah. um, though, you know, you don't have time in your life for more than a couple yeah. of very close people. I agree. And I find that many of my friends are women I work with. In other words, like you and I, we have some, we have a shared purpose. We have a mission and a passion that binds us together. And it, for me, that's my favorite type of friend because it adds this level of intensity to our friendship and fun and satisfaction. It's like we're playing, but we're yes. working. Yes, true. So I love work friends. Yeah. yeah. Work friends are, are awesome. It's an important part. Yeah, I agree. So I think, you know, there's a value of friendships for our health and our happiness and our longevity. I think women, friends, actually, if you think about it, they improve our health. So I guess the message right now today listening to this podcast is really nurture your friendships because it really does add to our well-being. Right. And I mean, we can reference episode, it was in season five, episode two, um, it was called Shh, It's a Secret, and it was with Kathleen Toomey, and she reveals this, the uh, keys to successful aging, which was from a Harvard mm. study, which touted, I don't want to tell too much of the secret, you have to listen to the episode, but it touted the fact that our relationships is what's been proven 
to help us age better and longer. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Now, something in doing research for this podcast, I found in a psychology magazine called Simply Psychology. It's a company, actually. There is a theory of uh, attachment. And it, it has to do with how easily you make and keep friends. And it turns out there's something that we develop very early on as babies and as young children that affects our ability to make and keep friends. Well, that's interesting because when I was parenting my young children, it was the attachment theory philosophy that I subscribed to and followed. And so I'm wondering if that's part and parcel of that. It's so, exactly the okay. same thing. Okay. So this is uh, Bowlby's Evolutionary Theory of Attachment, mm-hmm. O-W-L-B-Y. Okay. So that theory suggests that children come into the world biologically pre-programmed to form attachments with others because this will help them survive. Survive, right. Right. So if your primary caregiver makes you feel made you feel safe and yes. understood as an attachment infant, ther- attachment yeah. theory and parenting then yes you feel you're likely you developed a secure attachment ability but if you experience confusing or frightening or inconsistent emotional oh, interactions right. you're more likely to be anxious in relationships so it's really, that is really good to know. And as a mother, bravo for you, Lisa, because you were aware of that. I certainly wasn't, but. But you probably did it naturally. I probably Knowing did it you, best Linda, I could. I would have to say. But even if you didn't get that great, you know, primary care, our brains are capable of changing. And that's what that's therapy true. is for because they will identify your attachment style. Oh, interesting. Let's say to a therapist and you say, you know, I can't hang on to a relationship past two years or all my girlfriends disappear on me. I can't hold on to friends. That's going to be a clue to our therapist that you need some work with your, you know, attachment style. Right. And you can actually learn to challenge your insecurities and build more fulfilling relationships. So the message is, regardless of what your childhood upbringing was, we can actually, as human beings, modify our behavior and learn to develop close relationships. The brain is plastic and things can be worked on, right? We're not set in stone. Um, And something else to, on a side note around that is that it's good for us as adults to recognize that when someone can't, when we're trying to connect and keep a connection with another friend and it's just not working, it can help to recognize that it could be the other person's lack of attachment ability as well, and not to take it always personal. I've I found that hard over the years. I found that that was something I could bump up against and go, "It must be me." But we always think and, that, and it's good to to take that because you want to look at yourself, obviously, but also recognize it's not always everything is not always your fault. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I find that's a, a just a something to look at. And there are some friends that I've developed over the years where I know that I need to give them more reassurance to build yes. their self-esteem. Yes. And I'm probably one of them. No. Don't <laughs> you. 
Oh, no, no. But okay. there's like, you know, maybe they've, you, they just have this fear of abandonment. So they want to make lots yeah. of lunch dates, you know, yes. and we don't have time. Right. But I'm, once I really understood this theory of attachment, I, I think it all makes sense. I think that's brilliant. It comes from long time ago. And Very to recognize ago. that if that is something on your end, that it can, you can get help. Yeah. To make yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah more powerful. Right. I love so, that. Let's talk about maintaining friendships, uh, which yeah. we are of the age. We have had many, many friends. I have come and go right over the years. I've right. lived in many different places. Um, what can we do to keep our friendships vital and long lasting? And how do you support your friends and how do they support you? You know, I think the difficulty in maintaining friendships when we're working or when we've got some kind of passion that we're involved, you know, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which there's a lot of artists here mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. artists are full-time artists, even if they have a job or even if they're retired, that's all they want to do is be in the studio creating. So I've learned that when I have a friendship with an artist, I need to, you know, we have to, it's a little bit more difficult to make time. And so you need to be mindful of that. Right. That's right. Well, so, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say it is trickier as we get older, because especially if once we're not working in a regular office or seeing people on a regular basis, we don't have that glue that holds us together. We have to put in more effort yeah. and we have to figure out what works for us and for our friends. You know, what kind of, what does that look like? And each friendship is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. So it's trial and error and it's a lot of talking, you know, yeah. going back and forth. Does this work? I mean, really? Oh yeah. You have to put it on the calendar. I have to yes. make play dates yes. and, with and my friends because if, you know, I, I can let months go by without a play date and then I'm right. starting to feel <laughs> itchy. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> empty. Like I have a lot to talk about. Right. You know, the, right. Um, I think the problem, the difficulty in maintaining friendships, like you said, is all the changes in life, we're moving, right? Maybe we're changing partners. Um, our children are grown up in those connections disappear. So how do we do this on a real like actionable item? You know, how, how, give me one or two ways that you, so you calendar things, you do you make do. a point of reaching out to your friends on a regular basis. How do you do that? Like day to day, how do you maintain your friendships? I, what do you do? Well, I have sort of a list in my head of women that I want to connect with periodically. Okay. So I literally put it on my calendar to call Helen and make a play date. And do you have reminders? Call. Do you have reminders pop up? Call Helen? Well, it's on my calendar. So but yes, I do you know how you can... my calendar okay. every okay. day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have just... the audio. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, so no notifications are popping up. You're just looking at your calendar. Yeah. Um, what else? Give me, is there, what else do you do? My best ways of maintaining friendships are to have a reason to mm -hmm. be around them. Okay. 
um, usually I will maybe my local new friends here in Santa Fe, I will make a play date yes. with them yes, and go have coffee or lunch. That's super easy. We have these great mineral springs here. It's a spa that you can go to and spend the day. That's kind of my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, that is a good way. Yeah. So local is pretty Easier. easy that way. It's all my girlfriends that I've moved away from over the years. And they they pile up over the years. <laughs> we actually have Zoom play dates. Yes, I have done that's that. That's what I'm doing. Absolutely. That started during COVID when you couldn't keep in touch and some of that has stuck. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Because otherwise it's the phone, which is great. Yes. Um, so I think maintaining our friendships, one of the things I was going to bring up is that one of the things I've noticed over the past few years is that some friendships broke up because of politics. Oh, yeah. And I think people, women realized, oh my gosh, we're on two, we're on different sides, you know, that, that political too. spectrum. And we're polarized in this day and age. It didn't used to matter. It didn't used to matter. But I think now, politically, it places a strain on friendships. I think if you have differences so, so strong as that, you have to make an agreement. We're not going to discuss. You're not going to change. I'm not going to change. We have to meet somewhere where we can meet friendly. <laughs> or it can't work. Yeah. That's my opinion. You know, we can't try to change the other person. Right. No. Right. We and have do to. You, we don't anyway. Do you try to change your friends? No, I don't. If, well, we're talking yeah. about political yeah. values. Um, yeah. I will not. I will not. I will stay away from those topics. Now, if yeah. someone I have had the occasion where someone really tried to change me, even though I was very vocal and said, we cannot do these conversations it didn't work it didn't work because wow. she really wanted to change me so yeah. and, and it was yeah, sad yeah. it was a very long yeah friendship and it was I wish her well and we couldn't do it yeah it was a breakup so I had I a breakup think, yeah the key is you know to maintain our friendships we have to make an effort yes now to make new friends sometimes like when I I just made a move three years ago to a new state and obviously, when you move to a new place or you start a new job or you retire, I mean, there are reasons that you could lose friends or lose track of your friends. At least you don't see them daily. And we need to make new friends. Yes. So what are some strategies for making new friends? I remember, I'll just tell you mine, when I moved to the central coast of California from the Bay Area, this was over 20 years ago, I looked around, I said, Oh, my gosh, I only know two women, because I'd moved there. And there were two old friends that we knew. Well, that's nice. though. That was nice. That was a good <laughs> starting point. But yes, I didn't know anybody else. So uh, I had a girlfriend say to me, Linda, start a book club. I know, I think that's a great idea. And I did. And so they invited those two women invited the women they knew and it grew and those women became my friends for many, that's, many years. That's brilliant. That's what you did when you first moved to Santa yeah. Fe. So well, no, you know, to California. Oh, to California. Years ago. Okay. Yeah. My mistake. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
one of the things I've been doing lately is I've recently joined a local, very local to my city, mothers in business group. Now Wait. it's moms loosely because obviously my kids are grown and out of the house, but yeah. so you're it's, still a mom. All, I'm still <laughs> a mom and it's very local. And I love this. And it's a mix of business women of different types of businesses. And so when I connect with someone, I've been asking, say, Hey, you want to go meet for coffee downtown? Oh. And, um, that's been working really nice. So every once in a while, like this week, I'm meeting with one of my new friends who sells jewelry, uh, and we're going to go to the local coffee shop and we meet up every once in a while. And so that's one of the ways that I've been trying to, um, make new friends and local friends too, right. That I can see in person because that's so important too. Really important. Now, one thing that I've was reading about is that for friendships to happen organically we need like this continuous interaction yes to um draw us together and that's why what you did joining this group right you're going to meet weekly you will get that um organic sort of glue and it becomes easier and more from people become more familiar when you see them every week or every, you know, our kids went to, you know, when you go to school, mm-hmm. you see your friends every day. And then you did exactly the right thing in order to like really develop a close friendship. You pick that one person out and the two of you go away and meet separately, separately. And privately. That's right. Isn't so that you can yeah. decide if that's a relationship that wants to be built upon. Exactly. There used to be a group I, in my doing research for this topic as well, um, called something about friends after 50, oh. female friendships after 50. Yeah. And um, it was, there was a lot of talk about this group and it was a meetup group and it was started by a woman in her, I believe in her seventies when she moved to a new area and yeah. of course she needed to make friends and um this group sounded fabulous and it's, I could not, it's every link I clicked said, this has no longer, no longer available, no longer available, but starting a meetup group in your area. I think that's a great idea. There is a group that I have joined here in Santa Fe and it is national in the U S it's called the transition network. Oh, okay. T T N. Ah, yes. Dot org. And the transition network is specifically for any woman, I believe it is over 50, uh, any woman who's going through a transition of any kind. And that means moving or you lost your spouse or anything, a job change, you name it. You can just join for the, you know, if you want to make new You don't friends. have to be going through a yeah. transition. So <laughs> that one I know is existing in many, many cities across the U.S. That's so a great resource. Look that up. We'll put all put these that link. links yeah. in the show notes for yeah, sure. Yeah. Always, always check the show notes here, everybody, yeah. because we always put everything right in there yeah. for ease, ease of access. The um, other idea I had was, um, and I've done this here in Santa Fe, you take a class. It's a great ah. way to meet people with similar interests. interests. Very true. So Very true. Um, classes I wanted, and groups. I wanted to circle back to something that, that amused me uh, in the Facebook, the style group. Um, I posted a question asking about friendships and I love Ava's response was so great. She's, she said she has many, many friends and they're all over the world. So I 
Nice. She could give us some good tips on how she's maintained those long distance friendships. And she has one particular best friend who she met when she was very young and they've only had one fight when they were 14 and it was about makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that. I just thought that was great. They've obviously mended that makeup fence yeah. and <laughs> moved in onto, you know, other things in life, but um, still friends. And yeah. I just loved that story that well, one of the things, you know, making new friends, it's not as easy for some people. I don't think it's easy for anyone, actually, because it's uh, to me, it's like a needle in a haystack. We know lots and lots of people, but because friends are so, you know, you you show your vulnerability to your friends. And so we're, we are choosy about our friendships. But one of the things that I was reading about is there's this method uh, says, assume people will like you. And it's called the acceptance prophecy. Oh. So if you believe you're likable, you will be more likable. So I, a lot of people walk into a room of new people. Let's say you just joined a group and you say, nobody's going to like me. You know, right. I'm not that great. And then you, if you change your attitude and you say, I am very likable. Because it shows up on your face and in your posture and in your mannerisms. And you don't want to walk in with resting bitch face because <laughs> you don't feel like you're likable. It's exactly. going to show. <laughs> exactly. So awesome. I thought that was great. Just assume that you're likable. And you will connect with, you know, we only need a handful of really close friends. It's fun to have a lot of acquaintances to throw nice parties and have book clubs and things like that. But you're, you want to be sort of picky, choosy about your close friends. Oh, that's the other thing. And maybe we can kind of round up this episode about this yeah. is that, you know, as we get older, we're really, I'm, and I know that I've read this also, and I've talked about this with other people, we get pickier about who we spend time with because oh, yeah. time is shorter. <laughs> More <laughs> valuable. Along on the escalator and, yeah. you know, it's important who we spend our time with. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And one of the other ways, you know, when you're making new friends or like we talked about nurturing our friendships we want to really offer ourselves. We want to offer emotional support to our friends and offer practical advice. And another thing is we want to give our friends really meaningful gifts. And that could be the gift of time or the gift an of time. actual gift that you know they really, really need or they really, really want. I mean, there's nothing like, you know, hitting the bullseye with a friend, right? Or when you know gift. your friend heard you when you said, oh, I really like that little blue such and such bobble. And then yeah. your birthday comes around and you get that little blue such and such exactly. bobble. You feel heard. You feel seen. That's really, really true. Now, yeah. um, the question really is, I know some women really count on their marriage partners to be their mm -hmm. best friends, but do we think that really is wise? Well, I think it's important, in my opinion, that your husband your partner, be your best friend, but there's different kinds of best friends. And I, it, he does not replace my girlfriends. He just, he can't, and he yeah. doesn't want to. Yeah. 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 That's what I think. Yeah. And I got to have my girl BFF. Yeah. Yeah. We go to <laughs> different people for different situations. Yes. 
Yes. It's and just- even talking about, you know, maybe different problems I have. I have different girlfriends for that. Of course. Or it could be my husband when it affects him. Right. Um, but we just need this entire community to be a right. whole person. Right. Yeah. Shall we give a style and beauty tip? Oh, I love that. Let's uh, round up with a beauty tip. So um, here's the thing. I love a foundation. Talking about foundations. I love a foundation with a little bit of shimmer, just a touch, just a little sheen. I don't always wear it, but I do like it. But when I wear a foundation with a little bit of shimmer, um, I stay away from the magnifying mirrors (laughs) and the photos. I don't zoom in on my photo because Shimmer can sit in your pores and make them look bigger, but only if you're looking in a super magnifying mirror or your people around you are like superheroes and have, you know, magnet magnifying eyes. I mean, nobody can see that in okay. real life. So, okay. <laughs> but, but if you uh, want to avoid that at all costs, then, then it's best to stay with a matte foundation and use your shimmer in specific spots. So I just wanted to throw that out there that if you're feeling challenged with like your pores looking a little bit too big or your makeup sitting settling in your pores maybe it's because you're wearing a foundation with shimmer and or you're sitting in front of the darn 10 or 15 x mirror <laughs> that's Those my are so revealing in any case they're yeah. frightening but they are useful but they I, really I, are i only have a 10x uh, my girlfriend has a 15x and i'm like girl ditch the 15x tmi right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> nobody's gonna see that <laughs> right 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 Well, my style tip, um, you know, when this podcast airs, I will have just turned 70 years young. (gasps) Early happy birthday. Thank you. And I certainly don't feel like what I thought 70 years would feel like when I was a child. Oh, that's a whole topic, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I talk a lot about what to wear to make yourself feel young and beautiful and confident. But I think style is also about maintaining a positive attitude. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's what keeps me young at heart. So I don't mind the soft wrinkles that are appearing, a little thickening of the waistline or the occasional aches and pains. But I know how to take care of myself now and, and put myself first. So... I know that when I feel good and I present myself in a beautiful way, my whole network of family and friends gets the benefit of my energy and my love. Of course. So that's my style tip. Wonderful style tip. A forever style tip. That's right. That's my birthday style tip. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. All right. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right, old friend. Time to go. How about long time friend? Yeah. (laughs) This morning while I was getting ready, I put on my friendship bracelet in honor of our topic today, which is about friendships for women, for us as we get older, because it's a little different as we move on, you know, in years, friendships. I know. And I hadn't really thought about it till we agreed to do this podcast topic and friendships are so important a lot of the research that we did we found out 
it really does affect our health and yes, our longevity, longevity and our happiness. Yes. And so this is our reminder to really pay attention to our friendships, take care to, of them, to nurture them. In my research, um, I found something that Aristotle said. So I want to give Aristotle, Aristotle. a shout out because he divided friendships into three distinct types. And I thought okay. this was so interesting. Um, Utility, pleasure, and virtue. Okay. I love that. I know. So utility, you think of like the one you find in a work style setting, right? Yes. Um, yes. Mutual benefit. You see themselves on, a, on the reg, you know, and then pleasure is um, springs from bonding over shared activities. And we talked about all these things in the episode, but yes. so we, so that's um, utility, pleasure, and wait, there's one more and virtue and this this is where that best friend category comes on. Yeah. It's based on the goodness we find in each other, right? Because yes. we bring out with a really close friend, you bring out the beauty in each other. And you also point out each other's flaws very kindly, I would we say. talk about that. Um, yeah. Those are significantly present in friendships in older women. And so yeah. I think about those three types of friendships as we, as we go into this episode. Yeah. And take care of our friendships. Yes. It's really, really important. All right. So before we actually go into our friendship discussion, I want to remind all the women whose appearance is important to your brand image that I still have a free ebook on my website that you can download. And it's called Your Image is Your Business. So I know you're going to discover some very practical style tips from a very quick read, and you'll appreciate how easily you start attracting more people and opportunities into your life. So don't delay. Go to lindawalden.com and scroll down the homepage until you see the button where you can download this free ebook. Do it now. Yes. All right. Let's talk about friendships. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Visibly Over 50, a podcast where we chat about how to use your beauty and style to show up and be visible in a culture that says it's not our time to shine anymore. I'm Lisa. And I'm Linda. You know, the most precious time in your life starts right now. Together, Lisa and I explore all the beauty and style tools available to women over 50 that keep us connected to our feminine energy. Lisa, you and I are friends. You bet we are. Long time. Many, many, many years. Do you know how many? Do you think it's 10 years? Oh my gosh. So I was thinking it must be 2013. Has it been Ish. that long? I think so. So that makes sense. Wasn't because I met you in a coffee shop um, and I brought my daughter. Wasn't she right. was about 13 and oh. that would be 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And didn't you find, I mean, we became fast friends. There was yeah. absolutely no doubt. We had so much in common. There was a recognition there for sure. We had the same, a shared passion mm -hmm. and I think friendships are so important, especially after 50, don't you think? I agree. And they get harder and harder to find, not necessarily mm -hmm. maintain, maybe harder to maintain, but definitely hard to find because there was always an 
an attrition rate, right? People move, right. it gets harder to stay in touch. Yeah. People get busy, people pass away. I mean, let's call it yeah. what it is. It does happen. Oh, so my mother who's turning a hundred this year has outlived oh. all of her friends. Can and you there's, imagine? And there's that. Yes. I, I yes. Whew. But I think when I think of friendship, just generally, I think friends remind us who we are and who we're intended to be. And I like that friends tell you the truth. That's a true friend. I mean, you want a friend who kindly, you. <laughs> kindly, <laughs> you have spinach in your teeth, but it's okay. Your lipstick looks great. You know, <laughs> that is not your best color, right? Or I've seen dress this doesn't one would... do your figure any favors. I mean, Let's try this yes, it's harsh to hear, but you want to hear that before you walk out with toilet paper on the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> right. Right. So <laughs> we true. know your best friend is going to tell you the truth. It's true. <laughs> I mean, don't you think they also, this I found, and you've been married much longer than I have my second marriage, um, but friends have really high standards they, oh for your gosh. boyfriends and your spouses. And it can break up a relationship. And I've had that happen too. Oh my. On both sides, you know? Oh my. <laughs> well, I just yeah. remember after meeting my husband, whom I've been married to for 22 years, my girlfriends insisted on meeting him right away to check him out. Of course. And, you know, luckily he got their approval with flying colors, but I'm sure they would have looked at me and said, oh, Linda, what are you thinking? And well, I'm glad. I agree. And I have to yeah. tell you, when I first met my husband, my best friend at the time was, his name was George. We lived in West Hollywood and um, he was a gay male and I, he and I did everything together. And my dates had to pass by him. I had to get the approval of George. And if when my, <laughs> and I had several dates that both that George and his boyfriend said, mm -mm, Lisa, and I agreed because they weren't comfortable with my friends, but David, they loved him immediately and he loved them. And I said, okay, this guy's a keeper, right? So you're exactly. right. It's this unselfish, they know us better than we know ourselves. They can basically. see things differently. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that our friends remind us to take care of ourselves because they see, you know, if we look extra tired or we look run down or we're stressed out, friends are going to remind you to, you know, put some self-care on your list. Yes. But Absolutely. I do agree, you know, we've friends ebb and flow. We've all struggled with certain friendships. Um, and that's what you and I are going to talk about. They're really important. But I think it's also we have to tell the truth that some of our friendships we outgrow and right. some cause us sadness. And that's OK. It is okay. And it is okay to recognize that some relationships are here, meant to be here for a week, some a year and some a lifetime. And it's yeah. okay to let some relationships go when it's time. Yeah. And it's okay to fight for the others. That's right. That's right. And I love this quote. Um, do you remember Rebecca Wells, 
who wrote uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. I, yes, yes. yes. I mean, it's a wonderful book. It must be 20 years old. I don't. Wasn't it a trilogy? It also, I believe she did write a trilogy. I just if, read if her we're thinking book. of the same book. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here's her quote. She said, some women pray for their daughters to marry good husbands. I pray that my girls will find girlfriends half as loyal and true as the yayas. Oh, I love that. that great? And I agree. I prayed for my daughter to marry a good husband, which she did. But I also prayed that she would have girlfriends and she has really good girlfriends. So important. Good job, mama. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now, okay, so... There are differences between men's and women's friendships. Okay, let's talk about that. That's interesting. So women's relationships in general are deep because we are willing to risk vulnerability. Right. It's true. And men don't in general. In general. So men's friendships, I love this, are side by side. Generally, they go off to their man caves or they, <laughs> you know, go to car shows or they go to sports. You know, it's that, like this side by like, side. Is that like parallel play when you're a toddler? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, the exception is my husband. Your husband might be too, but my husband goes really deep with his man friends. Mm -hmm. Kisses them on the lips and hugs. You know, he's just doesn't have a problem with that. But most men, I've noticed, don't go very deep. I would Whereas, have to agree with you. Okay. So now women, when we get together, we go right into talking about our sex lives and our marriage and lots of details and about family dramas. And we're kind of looking, we're kind of talking about our problems out loud. Right. Looking to get either validation or maybe some feedback. Um, but we do rely on each other. Well, and women do enjoy talking is another thing more than men do. In For general, sure. again, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but we want to know when when I have a friend, I want to know about my friend. I want to know the little mundane nuances of her day to day, what kind of coffee she drinks and what does she do on Tuesday afternoons? And I want to know all that. And I want her to know that about me. And I think men don't really want to know all that stuff in general. Again, <laughs> that's a really, really good point. Really good point. So I just think, you know, Men and women, our friendships are different for a reason. Um, and, you know, a lot of research is being done on friendships. And they find that close female friendships are more important for women than they are for men. Because spending time with girlfriends releases serotonin and oxytocin. Yes. Isn't that great? Absolutely. It's a bonding hormone. It real and that yeah, it's the attachment hormone. Yeah. I mean, I have been known to skip away after literally <laughs> as an adult after spending an afternoon with a newfound friend, you know, or a new refound friend. Those are the best yes. ones. Yes. Yes, we feel high. Mm -hmm. I, absolutely. We get that rush. 
Mm-hmm. of oxytocin. You know, an article was published uh, in the New York Times that said that women feel they can count on their friends to pull them through no matter what they're struggling with in their lives. So we really are counting on each other for emotional support, for being a shoulder to cry on, for keeping our secrets. You yeah. have to be a good secret keeper. Oh, that is for sure. <sighs> That is a key. And we have to understand each other to know where our boundaries are, what our comfort zones are, all those things develop in time. If we're lucky enough to, you know, really get to know someone to really have a close friend over the time over the years. And I think, you know, I was going to ask you how many close, close friends you feel you have, because I can count them on one hand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Less than one hand. And in yeah, fact, yeah, I remember yeah. I remember being taught that as a, as a kid that you'll have many, many acquaintances over your life, but you'll have friendships that you can count on one hand. And I would, I have one very, very close BFF. She's that, your twin. Yes, that is her. <laughs> We've seen her. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Alicia. And then I have a, a couple of other very close best friend category friends who I have to see on a regular basis and keep in touch with. And then, you know, from there it falls into acquaintances and, and people that are important, but um, though, you know, you don't have time in your life for more than a couple of very close people. I agree. And I find that many of my friends are women I work with. In other words, like you and I, we have some, we have a shared purpose. We have a mission and a passion that binds us together. And it, for me, that's my favorite type of friend because it adds this level of intensity to our friendship and fun and satisfaction. It's like we're playing, but we're working. Yes, true. I love work friends. Yeah. Yeah. Work friends are, are awesome. It's an important part. Yeah, I agree. So I think, you know, there's a value of friendships for our health and our happiness and our longevity. I think women, friends, actually, if you think about it, they improve our health. So I guess the message right now today listening to this podcast is really nurture your friendships because it really does add to our well-being. Right. And I mean, we can reference episode, it was in season five, episode two, um, it was called Shh, It's a Secret, and it was with Kathleen Toomey, and she reveals this, the uh, keys to successful aging, which was from a Harvard mm. study, which touted, I don't want to tell too much of the secret, you have to listen to the episode, but it touted the fact that our relationships is what's been proven to help us age better and longer. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Now, something in doing research for this podcast, I found in a psychology magazine called Simply Psychology. It's a company, actually. There is a theory of uh, attachment. And it, it has to do with how easily you make and keep friends. And it turns out there's something that we develop very early on as babies and as young children that affects our ability to make and keep friends. Well, that's interesting because when I was parenting my young children, it was the attachment theory philosophy that I 
subscribed to and followed. And so I'm wondering if that's part and parcel of that. It's so, exactly the okay. same thing. Okay. So this is uh, Bowlby's evolutionary theory of attachment, B-O-W-L-B-Y. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that theory suggests that children come into the world biologically pre-programmed to form attachments with others because this will help them survive. Survive, right. Right. So if your primary caregiver makes you feel made you feel safe and yes. understood as an attachment there attachment yeah. theory and parenting then yes you feel you're likely you developed a secure attachment ability but if you experience confusing or frightening or inconsistent emotional <gasps> interactions right. you're more likely to be anxious in relationships so it's really, that is really good to know. And as a mother, bravo for you, Lisa, because you were aware of that. I certainly wasn't, but. But you probably did it naturally. I probably Knowing did it you, best Linda, I could. I would have to say. But even if you didn't get that great, you know, primary care, our brains are capable of changing. And that's what that's therapy true. is for because they will identify your attachment style. Oh, if interesting. You go to, let's say to a therapist wow. and you say, you know, I can't hang on to a relationship past two years or all my girlfriends disappear on me. I can't hold on to friends. That's going to be a clue to our therapist that you need some work with your, you know, attachment style. Right. And you can actually learn to challenge your insecurities and build more fulfilling relationships. So the message is, regardless of what your childhood upbringing was, we can actually, as human beings, modify our behavior and learn to develop right. close relationships. The brain is plastic and things can be worked on, right? We're not set in yeah. stone. Um, and something else to, on a side note around that is that it's yes. good for us as adults to recognize that when someone can't, when we're trying to connect and keep a connection with another friend yeah. and it's just not working, it can help to recognize that it could be the other person's lack of attachment ability as well, and not to take it always personal. I've, I found that hard over the years. I found that that was something I could bump up against and go, it must be me. But we always think and, that. And it's good to, to take that because you want to look at yourself, obviously, but also recognize it's not always everything is not always your fault. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I find that's a, a, just a, something to look at. And there are some friends that I've developed over the years where I know that I need to give them more reassurance to build yes. self-esteem. Yes. And I'm probably one of them. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But okay. there's like, you know, maybe they've... You, they just have this fear of abandonment. So they want to make lots yeah. of lunch dates, you know, yes. and we don't have time. Right. But I'm once I really understood this theory of attachment, I, I think it all makes sense. I think that's brilliant. It comes from long time ago. And There's to recognize that if that is something on your end, that it can you can get help. Yeah. To make yeah, your yeah, life yeah. more powerful. Right. I love so, that. Let's talk about maintaining friendships, uh, which yeah. we are of the age. We have had many, many friends. I have come and go. 
Right. Over the years, I've right. lived in many different places. Um, what can we do to keep our friendships vital and long lasting? And how do you support your friends and how do they support you? Hi, Lisa here. In case you didn't know, I also own Simple Beauty Minerals, and I bet we have something in common. Dark spots, lines and wrinkles, under eye circles, skin redness, loss of lashes and brows. I know, right? So you feel comfortable and enjoy all that life has to offer. Just message me here via the podcast or reach out to me at simplebeautyminerals.com or Instagram or Facebook at Simple Beauty Minerals. I'm here for you, but don't despair. With the right clean beauty formulas, habits, and makeup techniques, those issues can be a thing of the past. At Simple Beauty Minerals, I empower you to look and feel your best. You know, I think the difficulty in maintaining friendships when we're working or when we've got some kind of passion that we're involved, you know, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which there's a lot of artists here mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. artists are full-time artists, even if they have a job or even if they're retired, that's all they want to do is be in the studio creating. So I've learned that when I have a friendship with an artist, I need to, you know, we have to, it's a little bit more difficult to make time. And so you need to be mindful of that. Right. That's right. Well, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say it is trickier as we get older, because especially if once we're not working in a regular office or seeing people on a regular basis, we don't have that glue that holds us together. We have to put in more effort Yeah, and we have to figure out what works for us and for our friends. You know, what kind of, what does that look like? And each friendship is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. So it's trial and error and it's a lot of talking, you know? Yeah. Going back and forth. Does this work? I mean, really? I'm oh, yeah. You have to put it on the calendar. I have to yes. make play dates. Yes. And, with and my friends. Because if, you know, I, I can let months go by without a play date. And then I'm right. starting to feel <laughs> itchy. <laughs> yeah. Kind of empty. Like I have a lot to talk about. Right. You know, the, right. Um, I think the problem, the difficulty in maintaining friendships, like you said, is all the changes in life. We're moving, right? Maybe we're changing partners. Um, our children are grown up, and those connections disappear. So, how do we do this on a real, like, actionable item? You know. How, how, give me one or two ways that you, so you calendar things, you, do you make do. a point of reaching out to your friends on a regular basis? How do you do that? Like day to day, how do you maintain your friendships? I, what do you do? Well, I have sort of a list in my head of women that I want to connect with periodically. Okay. So I literally put it on my calendar to call Helen and make a play date. And do you have reminders? Call. Do you have reminders pop up? Call Helen. Well, it's on my calendar. So but yes, I do you know how you can my calendar okay. every okay. day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have just... the audio. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so no notifications are popping up. You're just looking at your calendar. Yeah. Um, what else? Give me, is there, what else do you do? My best ways of maintaining friendships are to have a reason mm -hmm. to be around them. Okay. 
Um, usually I will maybe my local new friends here in Santa Fe, I will make a play date yes. with them. Yes. And go have coffee or lunch. That's super easy. We have these great mineral springs here. It's a spa that you can go to and spend the day. That's kind of my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, that is a good way. Yeah. So local is pretty Easier. easy that way. It's all my girlfriends that I've moved away from over the years. And they they pile up over the years. <laughs> we actually have Zoom play dates. Yes, I have done that's that. That's what I'm doing. Absolutely. That started during COVID when you couldn't keep in touch and some of that has stuck. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and because otherwise it's the phone, which is great. Yes. Um. So I think maintaining our friendships, one of the things I was going to bring up is that one of the things I've noticed over the past few years is that some friendships broke up because of politics. Oh, yeah. And I think people, women realized, oh my gosh, we're on two, we're on different sides, you know, that, that political too. spectrum. And we're polarized in this day and age. It didn't used to matter. It didn't used to matter. But I think now, politically, it places a strain on friendships. I think if you have differences so, so strong as that, you have to make an agreement we're not going to discuss, you're not going to change. I'm not going to change. We have to meet somewhere where we can meet friendly <laughs> or it can't work. So that's my opinion. You know, we can't try to change the other person. Right. No. Right. We and have do to, you, we don't anyway, do you try to change your friends? No, I don't. If well, we're talking yeah. about political yeah. values, um, yeah. I will not. I will not, I will stay away from those topics. Now, if yeah. someone, I have had the occasion where someone really tried to change me, even though I was very vocal and said, we cannot do these conversations. It didn't work. It didn't work because wow. she really wanted to change me. So, yeah. and, and it was yeah, sad. Yeah. It was a very long yeah. friendship and it was, I wish her well and we couldn't do it. Yeah. It was a breakup. So I had I think, a breakup. Yeah. The key is, you know, to maintain our friendships, we have to make an effort. Yes. Now to make new friends, sometimes like when I, I just made a move three years ago to a new state. And obviously when you move to a new place or you start a new job or you retire, I mean, there are reasons that you could lose friends or lose track of your friends. At least you don't see them daily. And we need to make new friends. Yes. So what are some strategies for making new friends? I remember, I'll just tell you mine. When I moved to the central coast of California from the Bay Area, this was over 20 years ago, I looked around. I said, oh, my gosh, I only know two women because I had moved there and there were two old friends that we knew. Well, that's nice though. That was nice. That was a good starting point, but yes, I didn't know anybody else. So uh, I had a girlfriend say to me, Linda, start a book club. I know. I think that's a great idea. And I did. And so they invited those two women invited the women they knew and it grew. And those women became my friends for many, that's, many years. That's brilliant. That's what you did when you first moved to Santa yeah. Fe. So well, you no, know, to California. Oh, to California. Years ago. Okay. Yeah. My mistake. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
one of the things I've been doing lately is I've recently joined a local, very local to my city, mothers in business group. Great. Now it's moms loosely because obviously my kids are grown and out of the house, but yeah. so you're it's, still a mom. All, I'm still <laughs> a mom and it's very local. And I love this. And it's a mix of business women of different types of businesses. And so when I connect with someone, I've been asking, say, Hey, you want to go meet for coffee downtown? Oh. And, um, that's been working really nice. So every once in a while, like this week, I'm meeting with one of my new friends who sells jewelry, uh, and we're going to go to the local coffee shop and we meet up every once in a while. And so that's one of the ways that I've been trying to, um, make new friends and local friends too, right. That I can see in person because that's so important too. Really important. Now, one thing that I've was reading about is that for friendships to happen organically, we need like this continuous interaction. Yes. To um, draw us together. And that's why what you did joining this group, right. Where you're going to meet weekly. You will get that um, organic sort of glue and it becomes easier and more from people become more familiar when you see them every week or every, you know, our kids went to, you know, when you go to school, Mm -hmm. you see your friends every day. And then you did exactly the right thing in order to like really develop a close friendship. You pick that one person out and the two of you go away and meet separately Separately. privately. That's right. So you can decide if that's a relationship that wants to be built upon. There used to be a group in my doing research for this topic as well, um, called something about friends after 50, female friendships after 50. Yeah. And, um, it was, there was a lot of talk about this group and it was a meetup group and it was started by a woman in her, I believe in her seventies when she moved to a new area and of course she needed to make friends and, um, this group sounded fabulous and it's, I could not, it's every link I clicked said, this has no long, no longer available, no longer okay. available, but starting a meetup group yeah. in your area. I think that's a great idea. There is a group that I have joined here in Santa Fe and it is national in the U S it's called the transition network. Oh, okay. T-T-N ah, yes. dot org. And the transition network is specifically for any woman, I believe it is over 50, uh, any woman who's going through a transition of any kind. And that means moving or you lost your spouse or anything, a job change, you name it. You can just join for the, you know, if you want to make new You don't have to be going through a transition. So that one I know is existing in many, many cities across the U.S. That's a great resource. We'll put all these links in the show notes for sure. Always, always check the show notes here, everybody, because we always put everything right in there for ease ease of access. The Um, other idea I had was, um, and I've done this here in Santa Fe, you take a class. It's a great ah, way to meet people with similar interests. interests. Very true. So Very true. Um, classes I wanted, and groups. I wanted to circle back to something that, that amused me uh, in the Facebook, the style group. Um, I posted a question asking about friendships and I loved Ava's response was so great. She's, she said she has many, many friends and they're all over the world. So I, 
Nice. She could give us some good tips on how she's maintained those long distance friendships. And she has one particular best friend who she met when she was very young and they've only had one fight when they were 14 and it was about makeup. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I love that. I just thought that was great. They've obviously mended that makeup fence yeah. and <laughs> moved in onto, you know, other things in life, but um, still friends. And yeah. I just loved that story that well, one of the things, you know, making new friends, it's not as easy for some people. I don't think it's easy for anyone, actually, because it's uh, to me, it's like a needle in a haystack. We know lots and lots of people, but because friends are so, you know, you you show your vulnerability to your friends. And so we're, we are choosy about our friendships. But one of the things that I was reading about is there's this method uh, says, assume people will like you. And it's called the acceptance prophecy. Oh. So if you believe you're likable, you will be more likable. So I, a lot of people walk into a room of new people. Let's say you just joined a group and you say, nobody's going to like me. You know, right. I'm not that great. And then you, if you change your attitude and you say, I am very likable. Because it shows up on your face and in your posture and in your mannerisms. And you don't want to walk in with resting bitch face because <laughs> you don't feel like you're likable. It's exactly. going to show. <laughs> exactly. So awesome. I thought that was great. Just assume that you're likable and you will connect with, you know, we only need a handful of really close friends. It's fun to have a lot of acquaintances to throw nice parties and have book clubs and things like that. But you're, you want to be sort of picky, choosy about your close friends. Oh, that's the other thing. And maybe we can kind of round up this episode about this yeah. is that, you know, as we get older, we're really, I'm, and I know that I've read this also, and I've talked about this with other people, we get pickier about who we spend time with because oh, yeah. time is shorter. <laughs> More <laughs> valuable. Along on the escalator and, yeah. you know, it's important who we spend our time with. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And one of the other ways, you know, when you're making new friends or like we talked about nurturing our friendships, we want to really offer ourselves. We want to offer emotional support to our friends and offer practical advice. And another thing is we want to give our friends really meaningful gifts. And that could be the gift of time or the gift of time. actual gift that you know they really, really need or they really, really want. I mean, there's nothing like, you know, hitting the bullseye with a friend, right? Or when you know your, gift. your friend heard you when you said, oh, I really like that little blue such and such bobble. And then yeah. your birthday comes around and you get that little blue such and exactly. such bobble. You feel heard, you feel seen. It's a That's really, really true. Now, yeah. um, the question really is, I know some women really count on their marriage partners to be their mm -hmm. best friends, but do we think that really is wise? Well, I think it's important, in my opinion, that your husband your partner, be your best friend, but there's different kinds of best friends. And I, it, he does not replace my girlfriends. He just, he can't, and he yeah. doesn't want to. Yeah. 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 That's what I think. Yeah. And I got to have think, my girl BFF. 
Yeah, yeah. We go to different people for different situations. Yes. yes. And just... even talking about, you know, maybe different problems I have. I have different girlfriends for that. Of course. Or it could be my husband when it affects him. Right. Um, but we just need this entire community to be a right. whole person. Right. Yeah. Shall we give a style and beauty tip? Oh, I love that. Let's uh, round up with a beauty tip. So um, here's the thing. I love a foundation. Talking about foundations. I love a foundation with a little bit of shimmer, just a touch, just a little sheen. I don't always wear it, but I do like it. But when I wear a foundation with a little bit of shimmer, um, I stay away from the magnifying mirrors <laughs> and the photos. I don't zoom in on my photo because... Shimmer can sit in your pores and make them look bigger, but only if you're looking in a super magnifying mirror or your people around you are like superheroes and have, you know, magnet magnifying eyes. I mean, nobody can see that in okay. real life. So, okay. <laughs> but, but if you uh, want to avoid that at all costs, then, then it's best to stay with a matte foundation and use your shimmer in specific spots. So I just wanted to throw that out there that if you're feeling challenged with like your pores looking a little bit too big or your makeup sitting settling in your pores maybe it's because you're wearing a foundation with shimmer and or you're sitting in front of the darn 10 or 15x mirror <laughs> that's those are tip. so revealing in any case they're yeah. frightening but they are useful but they I, really I, are i only have a 10x uh, my girlfriend has a 15x and i'm like girl ditch the 15 tmi right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> nobody's gonna see that <laughs> right 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 <laughs> well, my style tip, um, you know, when this podcast airs, I will have just turned 70 years young. <gasps> Early happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and I certainly don't feel like what I thought 70 years would feel like when I was a child. Oh, that's a whole topic, isn't it? Mm hmm. I mean, I talk a lot about what to wear to make yourself feel young and beautiful and confident, but I think style is also about maintaining a positive attitude. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's what keeps me young at heart. So I don't mind the soft wrinkles that are appearing, a little thickening of the waistline or the occasional aches and pains, but I know how to take care of myself now and, and put myself first. So I know that when I feel good and I present myself in a beautiful way, my whole network of family and friends gets the benefit of my energy and my love. Of course. So that's my style tip. Wonderful style tip. A forever style tip. That's right. That's my birthday and, style tip. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. All right. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. All right, old friend. Time to go. <laughs> How about long time friend? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being here and listening to the entire Living Visibly Over 50 podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way, would you mind doing two things for us? 
Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Your five-star rating, wink, wink, and review helps us reach more women so they too can get a confidence boost to show up and stand out over 50. And be sure to head over to simplebeautyminerals.com for your beauty and skincare needs and truecolorsbylinda.com to enroll in a color and style course. But wait, bonus! We are running a contest. Leave us a written review on iTunes, screenshot your review, and message us to Instagram or Facebook, and you'll be entered into the contest. We'll choose a winner once a month who will receive a 15% gift code from both Lisa and Linda.